Well, Mike, I'm glad the sun is going to come up tomorrow. Yes. You know, it used to be the only sure thing, but now <laughs> it was, uh, I'm, I'm super glad that it's happening because it wasn't so sure as of yesterday. Yeah, that's right. The, the sun coming up, it, it, more, more reliable than uh, life, death, and taxes. And uh, <laughs> apparently uh, not as reliable as we thought. Yeah, it turns out that if um, all you need is possibly uh, an alien with amazing superpowers that could just randomly come to Earth and decide that maybe maybe I want to grab that sun out of its orbit, knock it out of its orbit and bring it closer to Earth just just uh, because I want to do it. I mean, that's that's the world we live in now, Ed. Not an alien, not problems with alien invasions, but problems with uh, uh, capricious aliens. Yeah, like I was going to say, alien, it's not alien, alien vandalism, where vandalism means destroying our planet and our solar system as we know it. Yeah, the ultimate vandalism, the ultimate, the ultimate artistic expression of anger, but um, or 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 just childishness. But I mean, it, it does beg the question that in the past we've had aliens come to Earth and seeking to conquer us, and and so, and this does not speak necessarily well of humanity, but. As humans, we're used to that idea, the idea that, you know, that other other nations or other people. Have we're, we're, we're pretty power. good at conquering people. That's kind of what we do. That's what that, the human that seems thing to be is. a common thread throughout throughout history. So but and so the, the aliens that you and I have discussed that have come to Earth that we've been able to repel have been people have been aliens that, again, we kind of understand. But now there's a whole different kind of alien that we need to anticipate. It's aliens that just um are I guess capricious or, or from our perspective immature or just um, don't see us as real in a way because they would they could just decide according to Reed Richards an alien with the power to basically just destroy our planet with a thought was hanging out on Earth and causing trouble and you got to ask well, where does this go are there more people more aliens like that. Well, you, you say it hasn't happened before, but we, we have, right? We had the impossible man who came to the planet and did all sorts of crazy things That's until true. Reed convinced us just to ignore him, and eventually he went away. We've had Loki. Loki's come to the Earth. I don't know if he counts as an alien or not, but he's like done all sorts of like crazy things like turning people into turning cars into candy and stuff like that. And these guys, their motivation doesn't seem to be like conquering people or ruling over us. It just seems to be of causing trouble and mischief. Um this guy, it felt that way for the beginning, right? He he was like, I don't know, like turn, causing people's money to fly away to their pockets and um, turning walls into soda machines. Like it just, it just felt kind of like the Impossible Man, but it turns out his motivation was a little different. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so this alien's motivation was just from the way that Reed explained it, more it was more immaturity. But I guess I'd forgotten that we have had it's been so many, we have had aliens that come down here just. For a form of mischief, but this one just seemed a little more frightening, right? So it, it seemed that it wasn't. We've hey, we've had aliens come here to take over the planet, and we've had aliens come here just to kind of mess around with us. But this one, there's no rhyme or reason for it, right? It wasn't that it was just playing around with us like the Impossible Man, or even you know um, causing mayhem like Loki. It was the, the idea that we could be, you know, the whole planet could be washed away with a thought by this super power, powerful alien, and that's what I find troubling. Yeah, well, according to Reed, this this guy was basically an immature. He was like a child. He was an alien mm -hmm. child, and it turns out that it, it, alien children are very much like human children in some ways. He liked to play with tops, and he liked to eat soda, and he liked bright shiny lights. And it just turns out that most of those things were problems on Earth. But the big, <laughs> when he decided he wanted to bring the big shiny light of the sun closer to the Earth, like that's a bigger problem. Yeah, that that would be like uh, an extinction level event for for humanity, and so. 
it's it leads to the question like, well, what, where do we go from here, right? Like, what is it that we have to anticipate? So, do we need to come up with some kind of defense mechanism to like, or or at least, if not defense, some kind of identif- some kind of method to identify when there are extra extraterrestrial visitors, and then is there a way to catalog them and to decide what how to respond to them? Like, this seemed kind of random, right? They seemed that the only reason that we were saved was because this uh, child alien came to New York City. And Reed Richards had figured out that he needed to contact other people from his from his species to come and basically get him, right? And yeah, so, which, which is a whole other thing, right? The fact that like this was like an alien child, apparently an individual alien child from the species that um, that could have moved our sun and destroyed our whole planet, yeah. not our planet, our whole solar system could have destroyed Jupiter and Mars, um, and uh, he was prevented by his by his parents, effectively. Uh, but like. What if an army of his parents came to visit us? Like, we're, we're, we're it's not just like we're outclassed because they have like ray guns and and spaceships. Like, they could send their children at us to destroy us. What can an army of adults of the species do? Yeah, no, it's terrifying. And I guess we have to assume that that um, there are any number of aliens out there that that must be able to to have this this destructive power and authority, right? Or it's um, and capacity. So I don't know, like, I mean, but so, so I look at it from the perspective of what are we going to do now, now that we know, and presumably like say Reed Richards has known for some time. And I, so maybe as I'm talking out loud, maybe it wasn't such an accident that Reed was it, it basically intercepted this alien and or responded so quickly and knew the way to deal with them. So presumably he has been working with the, or considering the idea that he has to be able to figure out how to respond to these, these threats that this could come out of nowhere. And so he must be tracking, maybe, he, and I'd like to hear this from him, he must be tracking these possible extraterrestrial visitations and threats and cataloging them and deciding how to deal with it. Because he seemed like he had the perfect solution. It didn't seem a, par- you wouldn't think it would be, be a natural thing to think about. I'm going to call this, pa- this alien's parents home. This, this super powerful alien that's going to destroy our planet. My solution will be to call, call his mom. Is, you know, not the first thing that would come to mind. But if you've been thinking about nothing else, maybe it would be. I, well, I think we, almost what we need, I think you're putting your finger on it, is we need to understand the politics of the, the galaxy. Like, there's mm. apparently, there's, there's a lot of aliens out there. There seems to be ways to travel faster than the speed of light and, and travel from solar system to solar system. Uh, when, when the Native Americans, when the, when the Europeans came over and, and decimated uh, the Native population here, the only, they would have no defense against them. But maybe the one defense they did have, and where, where they were successful, was playing them off against each other. Play the English off against the French, against the Spanish. Like I feel like we need to understand the politics of what's happening in our galaxy to understand like which aliens should we be like uniting with to defend against the the, the bad guys. So you think then we need some form of United Nations of the galaxy? Well, I don't, need, kind I, don't, of, I don't know what we need, but I think we need to know more. I think we, we, we've, yeah. been, we've encountered like a half dozen aliens out there. Um, how many more are there? And, uh, and how do those aliens, th- those different species interact with each other? Like we got the scrolls and the impossible man and this like enfant terrible. Um, how do those three species interact? Like, are, are they allies? Are they, are they enemies? Like, I, I don't think I know what, what the playbook looks like. So my question would be, and um, just to think outside the box is, what does Thor think? Because if Thor is a god, but he's a god that lives off planet or lives in another realm is what I think I've heard him describe it as, um, then presumably he might know. He's, clo- he's, he's closer to, an, to being an alien than we are. 
And so perhaps over if he's truly a mytho mythological god that, can, that comes to Earth from another land, then maybe he's traveled in space and he would know, and, and to other planets, he would know a bit more about the dynamics out in uh, throughout the galaxy. Maybe. There's a lot of maybes in that, that little statement you just you threw out there. I'm a lawyer, Ed. I, I play the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, th th so there's one thing that, that Reed mentioned in his speech that I, I, I was just kind of dropped in there is the fact that there were some like criminals, like some organized crime people that at one point were trying to manipulate this alien to do their bidding. Which is brilliant on behalf of for the, on the part of the criminals. But like, does, wouldn't that give an idea to, say, rogue nations on this earth or organized criminals, criminals or people like that, that they, they could luck upon a superpowered alien and then just take over the planet? Because let's just say these criminals had, had actually hit it off with this alien, like they could just basically have power over reality, as far as I can tell. Then what's to stop them from just you know keeping this alien happy and then using this alien to take over the entire planet? Like what defense would would we have against that? And I don't I don't want to give criminals and dictators and awful people around the world any ideas to say to be on the lookout for aliens, but you know that's that's something I'm sure that might be happening right now, anyways. Yeah, it's inter it's almost like if if we don't understand the politics of those aliens out there, um, we have our own politics happening on our own planet. And like you would hope that if an alien comes and tries to invade the Earth, that humanity would all unite together to go and take on that alien. But I, I think it's also very realistic that different fractions on Earth, be it the, be it like countrywide or just like organized crime wide, co corporations would try to get on the good side of any alien that came to to interca interact with us. That's right for some strategic advantage. And then, and it, but. Yeah, it's 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 frightening to think of. But how about this, Ed? Do you ever think when these aliens come down, like given how how separate our our society is and our countries are? There's so many different countries and peoples on this earth. Um, how, who's to say that the scrolls that came here are representative of the scrolls throughout the entire scroll homeland or the, this particular alien? You know, that, that came down recently. Who's to say that it's representative or that it's just one of many different cultures and types of aliens on this on their from their particular planet? And then, so it, it makes it even more complicated. So you couldn't say that, uh oh, the scrolls are coming here and here's how we deal with them. If culturally the scrolls from the Southern hemisphere um, have different approaches to problems and stuff like that than the scrolls from the Northeastern part of the, of the hemisphere, it was a totally different political structure. That's a good point. And, and imagine it's even more, like we, we think about how diverse human culture is, human cultures are. Uh, if aliens are living on multiple solar systems and like, have like, an intergalactic empire, You'd imagine they're going to be even more diverse. You don't even talk about aliens and the like, scrolls in the southern hemisphere versus the northern hemisphere. You could talk about scrolls in the Milky Way galaxy versus the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, we need to get some ex. Not only do we need to have some kind of tracking system and and a cataloging system to know who we're dealing with when they do show up, which I, I assume that Reed has built, but we need some kind of like extraterrestrial sociology expertise to be developed on the the, uh, the the aliens that we have met with so far. That's right. I, I think the big point is we need brand new PhD programs.